0: Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host Tim Petrop with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness Michael and Jason Petrop Yay, yay, we are back, it's the Monday episode, my favorite episode of the week I'm here of course
1: with Michael and we have a special guest in studio today <laughs> Oh yeah That's right Jason here. <laughs> you know I've been a fan for a very long time. It's great to be on the guys. With you guys. Yo,
0: Jason is in the house. We are here. We are complete yet again. The trio of Patrops here to give you everything you need. And today is the Monday episode, so we are recapping um, my favorite episode of the week. Personally, that's how I like to roll. But how? What's What's good, bro? How's How's your time been back, man? You were here since Since Saturday? We We. By, by the Friday, way, Friday,
1: fake brother. Oh, yeah, that's right. Friday night, all right?
0: Saturday is the only Friday day that counts, afternoon. though. Um, but what's your what's your definition of afternoon, though? Because you got Between here like 7.30.
1: 4 and 7
0: p.m. All right, so 7.30 is nice. A lot
1: of people would argue afternoon is like 12 to 4. I know. I was just trying to help myself. Yeah. In the you open. don't mic it. No, that's a good question. What's afternoon? We should do a poll. Afternoon <laughs> is afternoon, which is after 12 o'clock.
0: Right, but then when's... you looking literally. I say evening starts around 7 p.m. When's 9 No, evening
1: starts at like 5 I'd say 6.
0: I'd say evening starts when the sun goes starts going down.
1: Oh, that's crazy. In the summer, evening and is 8.30? Yeah.
0: No, nah, I'm not saying when the sun is down.
1: I'm saying when it starts, it's descent
0: into well, the, the stratosphere. Well, but then in the
1: winter, that means it's like 4.50. I
0: mean, evening always is a different. It's it's uh, evolving. Morning. What about morning? Would you say that 5 o'clock in the morning is morning time, even five if, o'clock it's, in if it's the dark morning. in the winter? Yes. No, it's not morning time. Yes, it is. It's nighttime still.
1: I think you're crazy right that now. That makes the seasons. stupidest nothing. I mean, then when no does sense. morning start, then? Morning starts when you wake up. That's stupid. When the normal... Pr- at, like, 6 a.m., that's morning.
0: All right, it's still dark in the winter, but it's light time in the that summer. That counts as morning, though. Nah,
1: no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. You're bugging. Nah, you're bugging.
0: Yo, tell us. You're taking tweet us at us too, objectively. <laughs> at Brodo Fantasy, when's morning? But <laughs> we have... We or have, evening. <laughs> we have other things. By the way... Or afternoon. Jason came back. He's here for the whole week, so... Not only are you going to get the sh- regular show on Wednesday, you're going to get some video. Because yeah. we're all in studio. So, shout out to that. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Fantasy. Also, check it us out on our website, brodofantasy.com. Also, tweeted us, at Brodo Fantasy, um,
1: on Twitter. Yeah. So Guys, baby Sam is dancing. He's excited. The crew is back together again. But, yeah. but we had a doubleheader no, football this Sunday.
0: <laughs> we, we had a doubleheader <laughs> in football this Sunday. We took care of bidness. Of course, two
1: wins. Came back with three touchdowns, would a bang. Yeah,
0: Jason caught three touchdowns. I caught two touchdowns myself. Our boy John ran back two touchdowns. Actually, Michael, you had a, an uncharacteristically quiet game.
1: I actually had two big games, just not as big as the previous two. So, Michael's
0: Michael's our number one receiver usually. <laughs> if,
1: in all honesty, I caught a few touchdowns. I had a lot of catches. I just didn't have 100-yard touchdowns like that. Yeah, Michael every
0: week always has like a 90-yard bomb. He's basically Tyreek Hill. But getting into that, Tyreek Hill is one of the people that we're going to talk about. So you guys want to get into the headlines? Oh, yeah. Uh, Before we get into the headlines, let's shout out our sponsors, though. Shout out to Red Cup News at Red Cup Cup News on Instagram, uh, redcupnews.com, for all of your college football needs. Look, we're not college football guys here, but we know about – the players that we know about because we have scouted them from college football, right? And we get to know them in college football. We get to know which coaches like certain types of players, certain types of characters, right? Um, Curtis Samuel, for example, shout out. He went to the pews in the PSAL app before Ohio state. Um, go to them. If you need it, we are also their official fantasy provider. So check them out. Helping them helps us. Also check out ThriveFantasy.com or the thrive fantasy app with your first deposit. Of $10 or more, you get a free $10 to play with, but only if you put in the pro- promo code BROTO. That's B-R-O-T-O, BROTO. Um, that's your first deposit of $10 or more. Um, actually, someone in the Discord told us that they put in their first bet on, this weekend and won. Yeah. So join the winning. I don't know anyone who's lost on that yet. I don't know how they make money. But that's that's not for us to know. That's only for us. That's only to find out later. All right. Uh, you guys want to get into the headlines? Let's do it. Take it away, Teddy.
1: Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Around the world in 30 minutes. This is Headline News. Donnie H.
0: I want I oh. to apologize to Donnie H for calling him Teddy. Donnie? Bo- uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
1: even realize that. I don't
0: know why I called him Teddy. Donnie H has been our guy for hours now. If, so uh, If he
1: said two seconds instead of two minutes, it'd be absolutely perfect because it actually is only like a two second break, but we'll give it to Donnie H. he has been through the oranga. Hey, they ring ringing. All right. Uh, so Uncle let's Donnie. let's get right into the headlines. Not
0: too many uh, headlines on the offensive side of the ball. The first one, Cam Newton. Uh, he has been cleared to return to practice following the Ooh, the week the seven camera. bye week. It's not guaranteed that he will take over as the starting quarterback when he gets back. I think that's ridiculous. But the Twins are are, are not about that. So what do you guys think about Cam Newton not being guaranteed a starting spot?
1: Kyle Allen is now five and zero in his five starts. For one last year and now four this year. No interceptions throughout all four games. They're playing defensive Christian McCaffrey football and it's getting them W's. Kyle Allen does not turn the ball over. Cam Newton does. And Carolina has a good enough defense right now and a good enough offense with Christian McCaffrey leading the way to continue to be a very solid team. I think bringing Cam Newton in who has shown that he is not even close to an effective quarterback if he can't use his legs. To throw the ball again is going to lead to more turnovers and more disarray on offense, and it's not going to be good for Carolina.
0: Here's what I'll tell you, though. If he's had this much time to rest, and he's getting clear to practice, and he's coming back, he can use his legs. And he's an elite quarterback when he uses his legs. I don't
1: well, know if he can at this point in his career. What so do you mean? Last year, he
0: it was fine until he got hurt. During, dude, He was he got in got the hurt. MVP talks until week six, and, and then, then he, he got, got hurt. hurt. All right, he got and hurt. And he came
1: into this season healthy and wasn't running. Changing his throwing motion,
0: but he clearly wasn't healthy.
1: As Michael said in the preseason, man, someone changing their throwing motion in their 30s. tenth season? Fuck that.
0: Uh, well, uh, there wasn't much hoopla around this, but fucking Mitchell Jabriskie changed his throwing motion and it hasn't worked out. Putting that out there. Um, another At least only uh, it's
1: his third season.
0: Another uh, no, because he was working just fine last year. Uh, another uh, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> another thing on the on the. On the injury front, Amari Cooper, uh, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL.com, he has a thigh contusion, uh, which could be extremely painful, according to Ian. Um, he's But he missed the game against the Jets, but they say he's day-to-day and he's not going to miss any extended time.
1: I mean, a contusion is just a fancy word for a bruise. So hopefully it's not. I like mean, a
0: contusion is actually like this thing I have on my. on like a bone bruise. Yeah, yeah. Like, feel my hand. Yeah, I know you like can't a, feel my hand at it's home. It's like a, a fancy little, word for a, a bruise. It's got a little thing. bump.
1: It's, it's it's when you have the bump too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean he'll be able to play, but then the concern is he catches a ball, gets destroyed on his thigh. Because if I'm a cornerback, yeah. like it's not like you're head hunting. You're making yeah. a normal tackle. You're just trying to throw your shoulder into his thigh. And if he blows that shit up again, Cooper's just gonna go I straight mean, back brutal, to the sideline. Brutal for Cooper owners that he had to that he sat out the whole game anyone who started Cooper got what 0. .8 I think it was in half PPR Zero one point, reception for yeah. five yards there's been a few three yards. killer injuries uh, this year Will of Disley. wide receivers where you get yeah
0: Will Sorry, Disley jumped the gun yeah it's alright Josh Gordon um, Josh Gordon had a, a situation like that well, this um, week
1: Tyreek Hill obviously Thursday? yeah Devontae so, Adams now
0: it's, it's been a lot of guys who, well Devontae Adams at least had a solid game before he left oh you mean but like, like yeah, you yeah. start the game and then like all of a Terry sudden Kill, yeah, you get, get fucked playing. with
1: it Philip Dorsett yeah, Sammy Watkins. Ago, Sammy Watkins. Uh, There's been a few started, of them. I started Dorsett, Watkins, and Gordon, and he those, beat those Timmy three that games, week. and I'm
0: two and zero in those weeks. That's crazy. Now he didn't beat me. That wasn't the matchup against me. <laughs> he beat you with, with, and with Dorsett and you, Watkins. You had Gallman though. So I, yeah. I'll Gallman is Gallman. another one. One point eight. Like damn. At least be, be injured or not, bro. Come on. Yeah. Let's, obviously, you can't do that. That's it um, AJ Green. Zach Taylor was non-committal on AJ Green's potential to suit up Sunday against the Jaguars. Because I'm uh, the Taylor. This is an interesting one because we saw Auden Tate get a ridiculous amount of work. Uh, way more work than we thought he was going to get with Marlon Humphreys. All the reports. Look, we're not Fortune teller guys. All the reports that Marlon Humphreys not going to follow around. Yep. Tyler uh, Boyd. Tyler Boyd. And what happened? He shadowed Tyler Boyd the entire game. Shut down Tyler Boyd. So frustrating. So... I mean, A.J. Green, usually, if you if a star wide receiver comes back, it's not good for the other guy. But I think this is the best news that Tyler Boyd owners have ever gotten that like A.J. Green could possibly play.
1: Well, the news is that he's not going to. No.
0: He's like he, he could potentially suit up against the Giants, oh. against and the Jaguars. I wouldn't
1: count on it. This guy hasn't even seen a practice field yet. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to bet on. But it's still a step in the right Direction. We are going into week seven now, so it's about damn time that we hear some good news. Week six was the original projected timetable with around week eight, I believe, as like the latest. So, I mean, this is why I was steering clear of AJ Green in drafts. So, we haven't, we haven't, um, it's Monday night, but
0: we haven't heard this news yet. Titans coach Mike Vrabel said he will decide on the team's starting quarterback by Monday night. Marcus Mariota removed from the game. Brian Tannehill came in. I have a feeling that this is just the offense there. Uh, that look—it's not like Mariota is gonna light anything on fire, but I Marcus Mariota just just strikes me as the perfect backup quarterback. Like you can come in, he can win a clutch game, he can go on a little run, but committing to him as a franchise quarterback—I don't—I think his days are done as
1: a franchise guy. One hundred percent. I can see the backup quarterback argument, but that's because he's a backup. He's yeah. a decent backup. He'll be the I Teddy Bridgewater, the, the guy everyone wants as their backup. Right. Right. I the think he's the is, best. The best there is. I in saw terms a stat: that. the Titans are giving up like 15 points per game on defense, and what's the record now? Two and four, uh, something like that. And all of the other teams that are giving up 15 or less points per game combined have like an 800 winning percentage. Damn. Well, we were on the t- Ryan Tannehill bandwagon all offseason. We thought Ryan Tannehill. Me and Jason. We thought Ryan Tannehill should have been named the starter to begin with. He was uh, very efficient, true throw value-wise, last season. But that was under Adam Gase, but still. And then Marcus Mariota was having a very efficient season to start the year. I I was saying how he had no interceptions at ninth and yards per attempt. And then this Sunday was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life. Really bad. He could not make it through. He got picked off twice, I believe. Through three quarters, I think he had like five completions for like 37 yards or some crazy shit like that. It was unbelievable how bad he played. Looking like Jared Goff out there. Yeah. <laughs> um in one of
0: the crazy the ins and the outs I don't even get this. So Matt Lacoste is going to miss a couple weeks um for the Patriots. That's not the big news. The big news is that Ben Watson resigned. Yep. Yeah. Who the fuck knows what they're doing? What man? the fuck is going on with Ben Watson? He's like Antonio Brown except not as good and <laughs> and older. And no one cares. And yeah, so no, nothing basically like Antonio no one cares. Brown. <laughs> um uh <laughs> Paris Campbell uh, wasn't spotted at Monday's practice, so he might miss another one. He's not really fantasy relevant, so we'll move on from that. Mason Rudolph, according to, to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, Mason Rudolph is eyeing a Week 8 return. Um, what do you guys think about that in, for, in his role in that offense?
1: That I would not be surprised surprised about at all. He was already—people thought he was, was going to be good to go this Sunday. He was in the locker room play, practicing, all that. So I expect him to be back after the bye. It has to be better for that offense— Passing-wise, because Devlin Hodges just could not— The only—he threw two times past 10 yards, or three, I believe. And one of them was picked.
0: I mean, you give the guy a break. He, he went from Samford to
1: the NFL. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's not really—the the Chargers, that was one of the worst showings I've ever seen in my life last night. It's like they were surprised by the rushes and screen passes— as if that wasn't the only thing they should have been prepping for That's against just, Devlin Hodges. This is a very bad run defense. Really that bad. No, it was a really bad coach. But, dude, James Conner, seven receptions, 80 yards, and a receiving touchdown just off screens. At the end of the game, they needed to stop them on third and 12, and Benny Snell got a half yard short on a screen. Yeah. Like, they should, what are they, you the doing? The entire game, they should have just had man defense on the outside. Yeah. Just bringing pressure and blocking the running game. Yeah, yards. if you get beat over the top, so be it. You forced the guy from Hodges. Samford to beat you. Exactly. Blew my
0: mind. Really bad coaching. Um, Evan Ingram, who was going to miss a few weeks, we thought, he took part in Monday's practice. What the fuck are him and Barkley taking? I don't know, because another guy, <laughs> Jordan Barkley, juice. also at practice Monday.
1: Jordan Juice, baby. Bugs Bunny got in there was like, let's win some ball games.
0: Apparently. Look, Evan Ingram against the Cardinals. If you're an Evan Ingram owner, <laughs> you're Ooh, trying to have that happen. Yeah, that's delicious.
1: If not Rhett Ellison. Interesting.
0: Yeah, you think so?
1: I mean, he played OD snaps and went three for 30, I believe, on like seven targets. So against the Cardinals, it might not be the worst flyer.
0: Drew Locke ahead of schedule in his recovery from his sprained thumb. Uh, Eligible to begin practicing uh, next week. Could be activated as soon as week nine. Um, Do you think Joe Flacco's job is in danger? No. No.
1: Yeah, They've just so won back-to-back games too. Yeah, he's been, he, and they were so they could they could easily be a four and two team instead of a two and four team. He's right not now.
0: the reason they're losing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he might well, not be the reason way. they're winning. I mean,
1: they're just not that good of a team, so they have they're in close games and they win some, they lose some. Adrian, win some, lose some.
0: What do you? What is that? My cousin, My cousin Vinny, Vinny, though, Vinny,
1: bro. Win some, lose some. The judge
0: at the end of the movie.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was just saying say, you just used a, a, an accent and you just repeated what Jason said. Uh, Patrick Peterson has been reinstated from his six-game suspension, so all of a sudden... Welcome uh, back. Yeah, the passing defense of the Cardinals looks a lot better.
1: Eh, they'll still be a bad defense. They'll sure still be a defense to target. Still, but, I mean, Patrick uh, Peterson's of one of the best. Yeah. It might take him a, a week or two to get back into Patrick Peterson mode, but, yeah, definitely helps their defense. Um,
0: And then finally we have the news that Sucks, because we all like this guy. He's funny. He's good. <sighs> Left Achilles tendon. Torn. Will Disley. Seahawks. Tight end. The guy that you thought you were going to put in your slot for tight end one all year. It's rough. He's gone.
1: It's rough. Very unfortunate. Only way to put it, rough. Yeah. Especially in a, another guy who got you a donut because he got hurt on a, in a red zone target, where if he didn't have to pull up, might have been able to pull down that touchdown.
0: Yeah, and he's been killing the red zone. The so far the the Seahawks are number one in the NFL in red zone efficiency. They score touchdowns more than anyone else um, out there. So while they're in the red zone,
1: so yeah. and it sucks. Cause sucks. He's been ridiculously great when healthy the last two seasons, his rookie and sophomore year. So hopefully he returns and is able to stay healthy this time.
0: We'll see another another terrible injury. This one's this one's bad. Yeah, it's not good. Um, last one actually before that. Uh, speaking on Monday, this is the headline. Speaking Monday morning on WIP 94.1, Eagles coach Doug Peterson of the team is hopeful Deshaun, ba- Deshaun Jackson can return against the Cowboys
1: week seven. Boy, can they use him. Yeah, they I can. I hope so. I could if, use him too. If if he comes <laughs> back, I'd put money on the Eagles to beat the Cowboys. I mean, I would say the Eagles are the favorites to beat the Cowboys. Deshaun Jackson's a, a game changer. I don't man. know. The Eagles have been pretty trash too without D-Jax. They need to. The offense is f- a lot worse without the over-the-top threat.
0: How, sl- how long? How long until Kellen Moore is their head coach? I don't know. I think Jason Garrett's gone.
1: I think Jerry Jones is just in love with Jason Garrett. So it's uh, it's been years out. now. He came out and said something about. Him. But he said it's everywhere that has to be addressed. Of course. All right. So let's
0: get into these uh, sections we have here. Of course. For those who are first joining us, the We Saw That Coming section where we tell you things that we saw coming. The surprise, surprise section, things that we did not expect to happen. Stock rising and stock falling. Let's get right into it with the surprise, surprise section. I saw that coming from a mile away. So, Jason, since you're the guest on today's show and you're in in studio and (laughs) you...
1: This is never (laughs) going to get old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've come all the way from upstate New York to join us. Why don't you give us your first We Saw That Coming?
1: Yeah, well, I mean... You know, I wasn't on the show last week, so it's hard to say that I saw it coming because there's not as much proof as usual. Uh, but something I thought of in my head when I was listening to you guys, the Jets wide receivers, I fired him up. Mm. I was not holding back on him. I had them both ranked in the wide receiver three flex area, and I was very comfortable playing them. Uh, I knew what this offense could look like in the off, in the as we were talking about it in the offseason, and I thought that the Cowboys were not a daunting secondary uh, Jameson Crowder was a little more comfortable starting, knowing that he'd get his six to eight catches and Robbie all he needed was a deep ball connection. So I was cool starting them. And got and, a big one. And both of them worked out very well. Yes, it did. So yeah. I I saw that coming.
0: All right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see it coming. I wanted to give him a game to see it happen, but Robbie Anderson, man, I had him I benched him for Marvin Jones and I don't know if that didn't work out yet because Marvin Jones is yet to play and he has a history as Kills we went over. Lambeau. Kills Lambo. so I'm I was comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that decision, even though Robbie went crazy. But, man, Robbie Anderson, if you had Robbie Anderson on your bench and you weren't one of those guys that gave up on him and you weren't one of those lazy analysts that started making fun of the Jets, and we'll talk more about the Jets in a second,
1: but making fun of the Jets. on Robbie Anderson, uh, John Paulson on Twitter. He's a solid follow. He has some quality information. If you start from week six last year and extrapolate that into a 16-games game, the connection between Darnold and Robbie from those games extrapolated. 83 receptions, 1,296 yards, and 10.7 touchdowns with 144 targets.
0: There, it's no doubt that he loves throwing to Robbie Anderson. And I'm excited for it, man. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, Michael, who was your that saw, saw that coming?
1: <laughs> who was that, guys? I just got so scared. Get it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is the worst joke ah, I've heard. Scary cute. Terry McClure. All right. That was all right. <laughs> four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. The last Redskin player to do that. Who knows? <laughs> That's right. I don't even have the answer for you because <laughs> it was that long ago. Well, I think it was Cole. Yeah, know, Rochelle, maybe, maybe Santana, Santana Moss, Moss. I think it was the early like 2000s. But, yeah, four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> right when I heard Case Keenum was quarterbacking, I got hyped for Terry McLaurin. I tweeted about it. It got some love. And then Xavier Howard was ruled out Sunday morning. I was like, Holy moly! Terry McLaurin could go off. The four receptions was a little surprising. I thought he had more receptions, but he can't complain when he did have the seven targets. And then the Redskins put up seventeen points, and both touchdowns were Terry McLaurin. So four one hundred and two is quite a day.
0: As soon as we said, um, sit Terry. I mean that I mean, that Terry McLaurin was getting Case Keenan back, and that he was playing the Dolphins. We said start this guy no matter what. I proposed the question on the show. Do I start Terry McLaurin or OBJ? That's how much we knew. You should have. We I should have started Terry McLaurin over I mean, OBJ. In his own right, OBJ had hundred yards he, as well. He had a good game. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not that. But I had. I started Thomas, Michael Thomas, and OBJ. And I should have started Terry McLaurin. That's right. how good Terry McLaurin Real quick is. Quick
1: though, when we heard that Melgo was coming back, I offered my brother Johnny Terry McLaurin for Austin Eckler. I wanted to try to. I need some RB help, and I want to try to get Eckler to help me out there. And how's that looking now, huh? Might not be such a bad deal. He the reason I bring that up is because he said it was so disrespectful and told uh, Timmy J- Johnny's another. He told Tim and Jason right. as if it was a super disrespectful trade and they're like, like, broken, <laughs> candy <camp> picks, broken <laughs> he's, butter, broken chocolate. He's like <laughs> he he was
0: like, Yo, you're not allowed to talk to me for an entire day with that disrespectful offer. Um, Jason. Oh, did you have yours ready? Yeah, so I'm going to go with mine. Mine was Lamar Jackson, man. I with The, the, the Lamar Jackson storylines the last two weeks was he's taking a step back as a passer, this and that, this and that. And yeah, he has. But guess what? He was playing the Bengals. And when you play the Bengals, you start that guy. Because uh, the Bengals can't stop a nosebleed. Their offense is terrible, so you're going to get a whole bunch of snaps. And he produced not only in the air... 20 not not in the air really because he was only 21 uh, for 33 with 236 yards passing but he had 152 yards on the ground and a touchdown
1: that is rb1 Blow up game. That's 21 rushing yard. That's 21 points from rushing from a quarterback. I right.
0: Think. And he ended up putting up. That's nuts. In half PPR, he ended up putting up, uh, I think it was 33 points. And this 32 is well, this was was why
1: Mark Andrews was on my stock down in case something like this started happening again. Mark Andrews did have a very good game. He had but, 99 yards receiving. But it's. It, it, this can't be something you want to see as a Mark Andrews owner. Yes, it is.
0: Because yeah. it's better for
1: him. We'll see. We because the tight end, the
0: tight end, I think it's bad for Marquise Brown owners, but for Mark Andrews owners, I'm loving this. I think that that's a great move. I think it's a great thing that's happening. You know Lamar Jackson. I had we. I had him as my number two quarterback. No, number three quarterback on the
1: week. What I was arguing in my head while you guys were talking about the Ravens. Can't stop a nosebleed is an odd statement. Nobody can really stop nosebleeds, right? You kind of just put a tissue there and just wait for it to end.
0: Jason, I don't know what we did without your commentary this, the, all these weeks. I, I mean, think we need to find the new special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jason, who's your second? We saw that coming.
1: <laughs> I saw that it's coming. It's an odd observation. Yeah. Tyree kill right back to being a top five. Option. Oh, my God. Of course. Dude, that catch was ridiculous. Yes. Oh, my God. That uh, guy's crazy. There's no reason not to jump right back in. Uh, basically, I put this here for all of us because uh, all of us, we're not scared away by Tyreek Hill. I think we all had him ranked in our top ten this, yeah, week. I yeah, right right exactly. this week. Yeah, ranked in number eight this week. So, I... I mean, can you really say anything? Who, that catch he made—I can't even speak right He's now right. because of that thing. Uh, that was right. unbelievable. So
0: that guy—that that guy is fucking fast, man. Yeah. He's fast, and he has a quarterback that cannot. He has the one quarterback who, who probably—he who can out throw him, possibly. Word. <laughs> I don't think any other quarterback in the NFL could out throw him. Um, Michael—I mean, Michael. Yeah, who's your number two? We saw that coming.
1: Melvin Gordon. Yep, we did. Slacking again. The Chargers need to win games, and they continue to force-feed Melvin Gordon, who was sitting on his couch in a holdout for five weeks and came back. And now they're not giving the ball to Austin Eckler, who they were averaging over, like, 25 points a game through the first four weeks. These last two weeks have been absolutely atrocious. Melvin Gordon has accounted for one first down through two games. Like, we're watching the games. You see that Melvin Gordon just is not clicking right now on that offense.
0: Not to say that he is the worst of the two running backs, but it's clear that right now he is the worst of the two running backs. At least it's for that clear. team
1: at this moment, yeah, It's clear. It's clear as day. The, if you the, can't see it, then you're blind. The first touchdown of the game last week, for uh, last night for the Steelers, was a backwards pass from Rivers to Gordon that wasn't completed. I mean,
0: you can't blame Gordon on that
1: one. That, but, that ball was that was... That was a... A product of Mike Pouncey being out, and w- and I know, but that's the second time where it was like a screen pass that Rivers and Gordon were like nowhere near each other. Mike Pouncey being out as well
0: has a big, 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 giant, uh, thing to do with Melvin Gordon because he's the in between the tackles runner, and it's gonna be hard to run in between the tackles when you're missing your all pro center.
1: I know last yet, yeah, l- but son- last night was even more rough because. They were down the entire game, and Melvin Gordon still played 55% of the snaps over Eckler. Like, Eckler was supposed to be the passing down, trailing, come-from-behind guy, and that's not what was happening. What was happening was 55% of Melvin Gordon, and they were just splitting work based on didn't matter what down it was. It was just spelling each other and trying to keep each other both fresh, even though Austin Eckler has been clearly one of the best backs in the league when given the opportunity. It's going to be interesting to see moving on, man, because...
0: I I think Anthony Lynn's on the hot seat. Um, I think that that Chargers team, and you know, it's they're already so banged up on the offensive line. They're missing both their starting tackles, Russell Okung, uh, who's supposed to be their big their big tackle. He hasn't played all season. Mike Pouncey just went down, and then they already had a weak offensive line. And then on top of that, um, Mel. Now you have to work Melvin Gordon in here and. It's just, it's just a bad situation over there. And on top of that, you're playing in a home field where, not for nothing, Qualcomm Stadium when they were in San Diego, you could say whatever you want. Those Chargers fans were loyal, and they would come out to the games, and they were dressed in their powder blue, and they would make noise. These now ain't loyal. it was, look, not in LA, because see what the Steelers did. These uh, there, it was basically a home game for they the Steelers, for Steelers the man. Steelers fans, no, like yeah. the
1: Steelers on Twitter tweeted like. Uh, we've arrived in San Diego or something like that. And then... <laughs> L.A.? The next day, they quote tweeted and said, maybe we didn't arrive there or something like that with a video of all the Steelers fans. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It,
0: it's it's nuts. And you can't expect a team to do well in that Dude, situation.
1: It was the same thing with the Rams and 49ers. That was basically a 49ers home game. I'm, I'm really worried
0: about... I'm really, really, really worried about what's going on with San Diego because I was a big Keenan Allen guy. I own a lot of... Uh, of shares of Keenan Allen This is his third bad game in a row
1: Not for nothing He was also Always better without Melvin Gordon in the lineup Probably because they're just Trying to force feed him the ball They've always tried to Force feed him the ball
0: Nah This is tough But one thing that Wasn't tough Something that I saw coming I told everyone Kirk Cousins He's your streamer of the week Because Don't be fooled By the fact that The Eagles secondary All of a sudden look good Against Luke Falk and, and the Jets. Yep. That was the worst secondary in football. It is still the worst secondary in football. I cannot count on my fingers how many times wide, wide, wide open Vikings
1: were being hit. By Kirk Cousins. And he missed Diggs for like two more long touchdowns. Yes, and they Diggs were just also dropped one. Wide open players, even on complete passes. It was insane. one of the long touchdowns of Diggs, there was another guy wide open in the middle of field. It's another
0: reason why I faded da- I wish he caught it then. I faded Dalvin Cook this weekend because Dalvin Cook didn't have a great game, didn't have the game to expect out of Dalvin Cook because that Eagles front seven is so good. So teams are just gonna pass and pass and pass and pass and pass on them. And who could blame them? That's the way to beat them. I love quarterbacks going against the Eagles coming up. I love all of them. Treat that. Get them all. Get them all. Next week, Dak Get Prescott. Start Dak Prescott. Um, is that it? We're done with the surprise. We're done yep. with the – we saw that coming? Yeah. All right, so we, all right, so we're moving on to the surprise, surprise segment. This is a segment where we did not see this coming.
1: Surprise, motherfucker.
0: Who is the biggest surprise that you had this weekend? I feel like
1: we got to run that back again. Like, I feel like it's just so short, right? All the other ones. Or you got a nice one from Donnie H. and this one just, Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. There it is. Now I'm ready. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Jason, yeah. um, who'd you got? Who's your number one surprise?
1: Surprise, surprise. You know, I thought that Will Fuller um, was turning a corner. He would just, you know, the touchdowns had to come, right? Me and Michael were talking about it before his three-touchdown game last week. And then he goes and drops three touchdowns. And that's my surprise. (laughs) The first one was difficult, but the other two are... Will Fuller has always been a guy. He's basically been an efficient guy, right? He's never been a, I'm going to get 12 targets. I'm going to get seven targets, and I'm going to catch one of them for a long touchdown, and you're going to be happy. So if he's dropping those, that's rough. It was rough, man. He dropped two in
0: his hands, sure things, too. And to drop three in one game? And for a wide receiver of his caliber, all three of those should have been caught. Man. Man. He could like, have had
1: another monstrous game. Instead, he ended 5 for 44. If you have Will Fuller and you lost your week by like 10 or anything under that, it's all his fault. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sucks. Uh, Michael, who is your surprise? My surprise? This isn't even a surprise to me. <laughs> well, then why are you using it? Because I'm just so damn hyped, and so is Dancing Baby Sam. tin <laughs> baby Sam, dun dart dun old baby Sam, dun 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 old baby Sam. The Jets are back, baby. <laughs> Sam Darnold's back, which means the Jets are fucking back. Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder are both very star worthy last week. I, was, is I was a little—I guess this is a little bit of a surprise because I was a little hesitant to start them because Sam Darnold, when he had mono, he couldn't even practice or run or anything. He literally couldn't do anything active because he didn't want to die, literally. So he did have the last couple of weeks to start practicing again. I still thought there would be at least a little bit rust coming out of there, but he played absolutely lights out against— Dallas, he had a really bad interception at the goal line in the fourth quarter. But it turns out that was supposed to be Crowder was supposed to slant. So he was anticipating Crowder's slant to jump in front of the linebacker. So that helps with the interception. It wasn't as bad of an interception as it looks like just watching the tape. But, yeah, he played great. Robbie Anderson beat – was it Byron Jones that he beat on the 95-yard touchdown? I'm, I'm blanking on who was guarding him. It might have been Byron Jones, which is impressive. And Jameson Crowder was just doing his thing. Chris Herndon is expected back soon, so let's Jets offense. We like Sam Darnold a lot as a possible QB one low end QB one streaming option this year, and now he's back and he put up over twenty against Dallas. And the incoming schedule after New England is just glorious. Yeah, it really is glorious. Uh, do you? Do you let me pull that. Let me pull that schedule up because
0: I just want everyone to understand how glorious it is. New England and Jacksonville,
1: eh. Yeah, it, Saxonville ain't too... If Jay I Jay mean, Ramsey's if Jalen Ramsey doesn't
0: play. All right, listen to this. At Miami, against the Giants, yeah. at Washington, Oakland, at Cincinnati, Miami.
1: Holy moly. The that's crap,
0: that's weeks 9 through 14 Holy for Sam Darnold. Acquire Mo- and Robbie, the Jets, who Crowder. not for nothing, want, they might win all six of those games. I, I want Robbie Crowder right now. The hunt for the maybe wild even, card
1: begins. Maybe even wait for this week to pass where they might struggle a little bit against New England. And then that shit. pounce. Pounce. If the Jets beat the Patriots this week, they're making the wild card. I agree.
0: That's a... That's a...
1: That's not... Do you know that's not... I was going to say that's a That's a hot take. That's not that hot. Dude, they already had it's a tie. It's a warm take. If the Jets go... Do, they're one and... One and four. One and four? They're only two games... Right? Uh, right the now the Colts cards? and Raiders are three and two in the wild and card. The Raiders? Come on, please. Well, no, they're in the second wild card. The Bills are four and one in the first wild card. The Raiders. Well, please. we play the, the, please. Uh, we. They play the Raiders please. Week ten. So Oh, easy. So we're one game back. <laughs> there you
0: go. I'm gonna stay in New York for my surprise. Golden Tate, six for one oh nine and two touchdowns in a game against the Giants John- and I'm sorry, one touchdown.
1: One touchdown, yeah, one they gave
0: it. They say two touchdowns here on on the uh, they're lying on Roto World. I'm not gonna lie, Roto World was good with that. I'm
1: I'm cool with Roto World's updates, but their blurbs are wrong a little more than you'd think. Yeah,
0: uh, they get that shit together. Um, look, he was basically the only weapon that the Giants had, and I said fade all your Giants because going up against New England with a rookie quarterback. With half your weapons out, more than half your weapons out, That's Sterling so Shepard, Evan here. Ingram's, Evan Ingram was out, um, Saquon Barkley was out, Just I, I didn't think the Giants were going to put up any offensive points, they almost put up no offensive points, they put up 7 offensive points, but that 7 came in a long touchdown to Golden Tate and he was effective throughout the game, this is a guy who, was, who I thought was going to be playing against the best corner, in football, according to Darrell Revis, which I respect that guy's take on corners, Stephon Gilmore, uh, he found himself in coverage against Jonathan Jones and took advantage of his 64-yard touchdown. Um, Golden Tate is my surprise, man. He had a great game.
1: Sure. It was a surprise. Jason had a stank face. Yeah, that's why I was waiting
0: about. for you to, to to talk about that. Why? What you're, You don't like 109, 6 for 109 against, and a touchdown against no, the Patriots? No, it was a
1: surprise. It's just that, you know, it's. Golden Tate on the Giants. This is the surprise, surprise Ingram, Shepard. To be honest, my upset face was that I saw that the Jets and Patriots are playing Monday night. So I won't be here to watch it with you guys. And I got got sad during the... You're talking. Oh, okay. (laughs) We (laughs) should go to that game. You guys should go to that game. Something, Tim. Um, (laughs) Jason, who's your second surprise, surprise? Surprise. Hey, Tim, my birthday's coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. (laughs) My second... (laughs) I was maybe, doing, maybe I'll I was actually going <laughs> to
0: Damn, should I tell you what I was going to get you guys? I don't know. No, no, no. I'm not going to say what I was
1: going to get you guys. <laughs> I mean, I can't go. We'll discuss this after, the, after the <laughs> I have a great episode. I have a great birthday idea for you guys like surprise surprise. Great birthday idea. This is going back not even just last week, but last week was I mean rock bottom. The Rams offense doesn't even look good at home. Dude. It's crazy, Holy moly. yo.
0: Holy. Is it because San Francisco is so good? Because that San Francisco defense is daunting, bro. It
1: could be a little bit of both. Their meathead defensive coordinator, whoever that guy is, I don't know his name at the moment. Because it just... They were calling for his head last year. They wanted him fired. And he's, now he's their favorite he's the guy best. ever. You he's going to be a t- head you coach. You could tell he's just one of the boys. Man. They all get hyped with him. He gets hyped with them. That's the best. When you have a good coach, who the players fuck with. Like That's that's the best coach you can have. And yeah. he's not for nothing.
0: A little sexy. Robert Sala. <laughs> yeah, Robert good looking dude. I, you know what? I, I might be partial to the ball, guys.
1: You know what Tim's having for dinner tonight? A nice hot salad. <laughs> <laughs> nice hot Robert salad. But, yeah, anyway, Jason, Wait. keep talking about the the guys. It's just, we always counted on the Rams at home at least, right? Jared Goff in his career, average quarterback on the road to be nice. Above average quarterback at home. So when they're home, you expect Woods, co- Cooks to have the game, right? You need yep. their offense to be going for three wide receivers to produce with the running back there. And the way they've looked this season, it makes you really wonder how badly they miss healthy Todd Gurley. They're now three and three. Like the only thing that's changed is Todd Gurley isn't fully healthy. Ah, uh, don't say that. Their offensive Their line offensive has gotten line? a lot worse. That so. that's that. And it you, could too, yes. you could tell. You could tell. But tough. you can kind of hide that when you have such a good running back. But the but like the Sean McVay offense is all about the drags across the field and such, where. You need them to get to the side, the other side of the field before you throw it to them. Like you need to get past the defender or past the zone, and they don't have the time for that right now. And Jared Goff just isn't that effective as a quarterback you to, to time, adjust. Man. And
0: he's and also he he has a long delivery. That's one thing that I've I've it's always been rough. look. I've it's never been really trying. liked Jared Goff. Last year when he was going off, I on Veterans' Minimum, I talk to I talk about him in a terrible light over and over again while Nick was talking about him being an MVP candidate. Never liked Jared Goff. And I think this is why, because he I think he's the product of a great running back and a great offensive line and some great receivers. And now that great running back is out, that great offensive line is out, and the receivers, although they still are great, that's only one of the three tools that he had last year. So it's gonna be interesting to see it going forward because man, if if those guys can't produce, that is killing a lot of fantasy teams.
1: You know, I always say it like I don't always say it. I've always thought it. I don't know if I've said it. Offensive lines, man, you can tell, like, they're super important. And offensive lines obviously help the quarterback. But it's not a coincidence that when Luke Falk comes in for the Jets, it seems like we have the worst offensive line in the NFL. Uh, Baker Mayfield right now is last in the league in quarterback rating, even in a clean pocket. So it's not a coincidence that it seems like, even though it is bad, his offensive line is awful. It has a lot to do with quarterback play. And Jared Goff is not making up. For the worst offensive line. And his play is adding to what the offensive line looks like. Michael, who was your second surprise? Hunter Henry. Yeah, he, he came I, back with a motherfucking bang.
0: Can I, can I just brush Michael's shoulder off and my shoulder off real quick? Michael hit me up and he's like, yo, Hunter Henry hasn't been ruled out yet on like Monday. I went on Instagram at Broto Fantasy, if you don't know already, and I made the waiver wave. And the end of the waiver wave, I said, yo, Hunter Henry. If you're feeling frisky, this guy
1: could play this week. Pick him up. Now he's going to be the number one guy in a lot of waiver wires. Yeah, we got a shout-out on Twitter today from someone who said they picked up Hunter Henry and won because of it. Bam. So
0: listen to the waiver wave. Uh, (laughs) Patreon.com, by the way, slash Broto Fantasy. Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy is the website where you can get... Uh, you could join our patreon and get that extra waiver wire episode where we can give you the best waiver wires, our waiver priorities, when you how much you spend on them, and what we think for them in the future. and he was one of those guys that we like to give you guys some guys that we think are gonna be good next week like um, get them on the cheap get them on the cheap while they're while they're on buys or while they're coming back from injuries. like we said, pick up Chris Herndon two weeks ago. we said pick up Hunter Henry last
1: week, things like that. so. But dude, Hunter, Join up, man. Hunter Henry was supposed to be limited. Yeah. Sure. Eight for nine, a hundred yards, two touchdowns. The only bright spot out of that Chargers offense, uh, last game, last night. About it, man. it was glorious for Hunter Henry Hunter Henry owners. They said he was limited. We still had him ranked as a tight end one this week just because of the uh ability that he has even in limited even if he was playing in a limited capacity. And the fact that he put up eight one hundred and two makes him just amazing for whoever stashed him. I picked him up last week in our main league, and I was one of those guys who drafted OJ Howard. Hunter Henry now has more points than OJ Howard. I now have Howard and Waller. Um, excuse me, Henry and Waller. So now I got two very solid tight ends. Maybe one of them will go in my flex next week. But yeah, whoever owns Hunter Henry, great, great week, and all signs pointing up. Only forty
0: percent owned before people who don't have waivers start picking him up, like like Mad and twenty three percent plus. <laughs> in the last day for Hunter Henry. So yep. uh, you got to love that shit. You got to love it. Um, on the other hand, Jerron Brown. How about some love for Jerron Brown here? Um, three of five targets for 29 yards but two touchdowns. Um, you wonder who was going to get those targets without Will Disley. Those are Those are usually Will Disley targets. So the targets that he was getting in the end zone, you might as well have said, those are really Will Disley touchdowns.
1: you want to hear something absurd, too? Russell Wilson said that his uh, headset was broken, so he played the entire first half without any, anything in his ears. That guy's different. He ran the entire offense in the first half without any input at all.
0: That guy's just different. He's I mean, different. He scored a touchdown. Yeah. He's different. He's just not on the same level as everybody else. It's ridiculous. Um, my but hope... Yeah, Jerron Brown.
1: Jerron Brown's not going to be fantasy relevant. No, he's not. But uh, DK Metcalf... David this, Moore isn't going to be... This I think this is... Right,
0: I think this is a DK Metcalf... Uh, I, I don't know, like a look into the future of what DK Metcalf could bring.
1: My hope... Uh, let the rich get richer. Maybe this results in a few more Chris Carson targets. Okay. It should be very nice. First week had seven targets. I about. ranked Chris Carson as my number three running back this week. Way above of... The uh, expert consensus rankings, he was at like 10. Karshawn a beast. Carshawn put in work. I think he's right now the number three overall running back, barring AJ and uh, KJ going tonight.
0: All right, those were the surprises. Let's get into our stock up, s- up segment. The stock up segment, of course, means players that are on the rise. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months.
1: Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at 10 cents a share. And by the way, John... Our analysts indicate it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a
0: Grand Slam home run. Grand Slam home run oh, there, yeah. John. Grand <laughs> so, Jason, who's your first Grand Slam home run here, kid?
1: Grand Slam home run? Don't stock up. Yeah, don't give All me All right, we're starting question. with the penny stock, so maybe like the $1, $2 section. It's surely uh, not Rashad Penny. No. <laughs> Since uh, Will Disley's out, I want to look towards a tight end that could potentially help. When's it time to start getting serious about Darren Fells? Well, I was—I you know what's funny? I told you that when we were watching the
0: games this weekend. You're like, "Man, get out of here!" And then you went—you you saw like, "Oh shit!" He has four catches for sixty-nine yards. What? Yeah, he went uh, six for sixty-seven six seven or sixty-nine.
1: Something, right? six yeah. nine. Nice. Three of the last <laughs> <laughs> three of the last four weeks, he scored at least nine point nine fantasy points. Uh, for a, t- a tight end, that's remarkable. For a tight end, that's remarkable, and he has three touchdowns in those four games. And it's obviously an offense that's going to pass. And he's obviously a red zone target. Two weeks ago in Atlanta, he only had two catches, but they were both touchdowns.
0: Not in the red zone, though. No. One of them was a big one.
1: No, against Atlanta, two receptions, 20 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, okay. Yeah. I stand corrected. The big Aikens one was against was the, the Chargers. It was Aikens. Aikens. Oh, a- Aikens. Yeah. Right. It was Aikens. Yeah. So if you have a red zone target for Deshaun Watson, obviously the floor is zero. When you're looking out there and your only other option is Mike Kosicki or some shit, you could do worse. Darren Feld's stock is moving up. He's getting into that high-end, tight-end, two territory. Agreed.
0: Michael, who is your, who's your guy?
1: This one will be quick because it was my surprise surprises. The Jets and Hunter Henry, both of their stocks are way up from last week. Yeah, I agree. It's all the way up. Look, I listen to a lot of fantasy podcasts.
0: I listen to, I, I read a lot of fantasy stuff. That's how I stay up to date on my shit. That's how I stay That's relevant. Because, yo, at, we don't have the same resources as some of these guys at NFL.com and stuff. So we need to stay as ahead of the game as possible, right?
1: Me and Michael are more readers of info.
0: Right. I, I like podcasts. But either way, I, I read too. I, I know how to reads. <laughs> um, But uh, honestly. So many people were saying fade James Conner two weeks ago. Sell James Conner. Trade James Conner. Yeah, fuck that. His stock is way up right now, man. 119 yards, two TDs. You love seeing seven receptions for 78 yards out of that backfield. It is clear that they're going to ride him. Even when Mason Rudolph comes back, they're going to ride the crap out of him. And now Benny Snell's another guy who... They're, he, it's not going to be a single back backfield. And one of the th- that was one of the reasons why... Um, people were saying fade him. But when you have an offense that's going to run the ball 30 times a game, you don't need a single back backfield. He's going to see 20 touches a game, and he has the talent to make 119 yards and two touchdowns
1: happen when he touches the ball 20 times. Connor also missed the fourth quarter with a injury. Yes. So that's another reason why Benny Snell got so much work. A lot of those numbers are just fourth quarter. Don't worry about Injured that. Injured Connor numbers.
0: Uh, the unclear about whether the injury is serious right now. It so it's a bye this, week too. So it's a bye week. So I mean, but I'm high on James Conner. If you can get him, if you're in a situation where you could take a bye week off, and someone's like desperate and they can't take that bye week off, go get yourself some James Conner and go be really happy about it. Word up. Uh, James Conner's stock is up. Jason, who's your second guy? Uh,
1: you know, I'll make this one quick because it's a little odd because he didn't play last week or the week before. Well, this week or the week before. But the stock is rising on Christian Kirk because when a young quarterback starts to play better, which Kyler Murray is doing, you need to pay attention to a guy who has had 12, 8, 12, and 5 targets in the four games he's played. Because when you're getting, let's say, an average of 8 targets from a bad quarterback as compared to 8, 9, Michael, (laughs) targets from an average quarterback, that's a big deal. So with Kyler Murray playing better... Christian Kirk's stock is up. Maybe someone to buy low on at the moment.
0: Michael, who's your second guy?
1: Second guy is Tevin Coleman. Oh, I love um, me some
0: Tevin Coleman, man. I love
1: me some Tevin Coleman. I yeah, love him. He uh he loved the backfield. He played more snaps than Matt Breida, had more rush attempts. 18 for 45 and a touchdown, uh, 2 for 16 through the air. Not a tremendous game, but he got 20 touches in the Kyle Shanahan run first. San Francisco offense with the absolutely dominant defense that they've been putting out there. So the way it's going, they get Washington next week, (laughs) Carolina the week after that, Arizona, Seattle. I mean, Arizona, again, these are not teams that are scary by any means. Uh, So Tevin Coleman, his stock is way up in my opinion because he should be a rock-solid RB2 basically for the rest of the way at this point as long as he stays healthy. Because he's leading the backfield there, and if he's going to get 15 to 20 touches either rushing or through the air in that offense, it's going to be glorious. Michael... Keep bringing
0: the the great bars, please stop doing whatever the fuck you did with the with your tongue. Stop, stop! It's the worst it thing ever. Delicious. I think I'm. You know what I think? I think I'm. I'm uh, scarred.
1: The no, worst no, no, thing no. ever is a bit of a. Stress. Because
0: nah, because they this one kid Sean in my class. If you guys don't know, I'm a I don't want to hear this. Yo, he just probably it, at just, random times, just like that in the middle class. I'm like yo, I don't teach third grade, bro. You're in eighth grade, man. You're in eighth grade. You're yeah. learning about real shit right now. Get the fuck out of here with this! I hate noises like that. The I Emancipation know, man. Proclamation and shit, right? Uh, we just we just passed the Emancipation Proclamation. Nice. Yeah, now we're <laughs> going over like re- uh, the the different policies. Oh score. In reconstruction and seven years ago. Yeah, um, that's not the re- the Emancipation <laughs> Proclamation. Um, so it's just fun to say score. My stock up, and one of the reasons why I'm mentioning this guy is because just like the stock market, when a stock reaches its apex, you have to sell it because it's never going to get higher than that. Stefan Diggs is my stock up, seven for one sixty seven and three in, a Vi- in the Vikings victory. But let's go through his his season before this. He had a hundred yards one other time, and Kirk Cousins has been bad. He's had only seven. Ta- he's had seven targets in a game only twice, including this game. And this game, he had eleven targets. Uh, he didn't play that well outside of when he played ridiculous. He had one. Throw that went directly off his helmet and into the defender's hands. That was hilarious. You need to trade Stefan Diggs immediately if you can because people are going to be like, oh, man, he's back. Everything's going to be all right. No, this offensive line still has issues. This team still wants to run the ball. This Nothing has changed besides the fact they played a really shitty secondary. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Diggs, though, his stock is way up. So sell on sell Stefan Diggs. Diggs. Did you? On Twitter, yeah. You're right. Um,
1: in our home league, the dude I was playing this week was projected 105 points. He had Stephon Diggs, Carlos Hyde, AP. This dude put up 170 points against me. Yeah, he got hyped too. He was watching the game. With me? Us. Shout out to John's Zelvis, the guy.
0: That by the way, that's the guy who went no wins in yeah. our home league last year. Um, but now he's three and three. He's now three and three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 170 points scored. I think he'll, Hyde and he'll, be in the, he'll be in the playoffs at this point.
1: Maybe we'll see.
0: I, my my team's gonna get fucking knocked out because I continue to start Keenan Allen and uh, Tyler obviously Boyd obviously. and James White. Um, jo- well, I'm not going to start James White ever again.
1: Uh, Jason, who you got? Uh, I am staying with Arizona because we already knew Chase Edmonds was one of the best handcuffs in the league, but now it seems like he's becoming a flex-worthy option. It's interesting. He was, he was used a lot and he looked explosive. Two weeks ago, Eight rushes and four targets. Last week, well, this past week, five rush attempts, two targets. So that's 11 touches and seven touches. That's not something. I mean, that's not a great amount of touches. But in an Arizona offense, it makes sense that the backup running back is going to get 10 touches. And they're playing the Giants this week. And then the Saints, who they're better on the ground than through the air. But Edmonds has been catching the ball. Tampa Bay in week ten. Uh Chase Edmonds might actually have some appeal here. If anything, his, his stock is up because he's no longer just a piece of shit on your bench that can't do anything. Now he's someone that maybe you could throw in as a flex if you're really hurting on buys. Keep it keep it rolling with Arizona. My last stock up is Kyler Murray. Uh back to back games with double digit rush attempts which is exactly what you want to see from a fantasy football standpoint. Because like we say with Arizona, they run so many plays that Kyler Murray gets so many opportunities to begin with, to see him getting these rushing yards now too, and rushing touchdowns, not this week, but last week. It's glorious. And now they get the Giants and new Orleans back to back weeks coming up Two teams that have struggled mightily against the past so far this year. Sign me up for some Kyler Murray for the next couple of weeks. He gets San Fran after that, which is going to be a big test, but Kyler Murray. Uh, he has not fared as well right against now. good defenses, which you'd expect for a young quarterback. Yeah, but he's taking advantage the of the Giants this week. It's mm-hmm. going to be a solid, solid week from Kyler Murray. I, I might rank him in my top three against wow, the Giants. Wow, top three. I was going to say definitely quarterback one. Um, my last stock up
0: is – Look, usually we don't speak about defenses that often because unless it's a great matchup, it's basically a crapshoot. Like, you would have never guessed – that the Giants' defense would have been a good play against the Patriots this week. But they were because they scored a touchdown. Things like that. Uh, defenses are... It's basically who can return a kick. The Bengals ended up being a pretty good play because they returned the kick, right? So it, it, it's all about that. But I'm going for Pittsburgh. Now, the Pittsburgh defense, they've been playing really good. And since there's zero, where they really sucked against the, the Patriots, you got... They put up seven against Seattle. And since then... 11 against San Francisco, 19 against Cincinnati, 11 against Baltimore, 14 against the, the Chargers. And now you have them coming off a bye. They play Miami, Indianapolis, and the Rams, right? Okay. Weeks 11 through 16. They play Cleveland at Cincinnati, Cleveland again at Arizona, Buffalo, and then at the Jets. Buffalo stuff. Uh, uh, their offense? It's a defense. Oh yeah, I'm fucking with This is a that. defense. Remember. <laughs> yeah. So that is a fantastic schedule for a playoff run, and they're coming off a bye, so that they're coming up to a bye, so that means a lot of people are gonna drop them this week. So keep your eye on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense because their schedule coming up looks absolutely lovely. And now look, their week 16 a matchup against the Jets. You don't know what the Jets are gonna be yet by that time, but at the same time beautiful. So, my stock up is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um you guys we're done, right? Michael's trying to make me laugh. You're not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to laugh. Um <laughs> let's go to our stock down option. Nailed it. Your your jokes are stock down.
1: The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The Dow traders are standing there watching in amazement and I don't blame them. We're now down 43%. Almost everything there completely
0: wiped out in the Nasdaq, everything and more has been completely wiped out.
1: Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate.
0: Man, was, that that really ends abruptly. That's a that
1: depressing early. I'm yeah. a hoot, Tim. I'm a hoot. I
0: mean, I, I was telling Michael, like, why do we choose to just stop at the depressing stuff? Um J-
1: depressing uh, that we're ending the show. <laughs> you know what, Michael? Totally nailed it. All right, yeah, totally, sh-
0: yeah you got you nailed it, uh, Jason.
1: Am I first? You Sammy. are first. Yeah, yeah you guest know, it's, again, it's
0: been, been the it's treatment. been the the trend. We're going in a circle here.
1: All right, it's, a circle. It's, like it's a circle. it's a circle. At one point, do we get concerned about DeAndre Hopkins? Man. It's it's tough. The to watch, worst man. part,
0: it's, it, Deshaun. I mean, uh, Watson is playing great. The that's bad.
1: But also, that's the worst part. I wouldn't really mind if he was struggling, but his yards per catch. Nine catches for fifty-five yards. Yeah. The week before, seven for eighty-eight. So that's not hot that high. Five for forty-one the week before that. 6-for-67 Six the week before that. 5-for-40 the week before that. This guy is basically Kiki Cutie, what he was at the end of last season. It's fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, I think you can't not be concerned right now. He's not being getting the normal DeAndre Hopkins looks. Uh, Yeah, he's not this close-to-the-line possession receiver. It's very odd. It's, it's weird that we haven't seen these 40-50-yard bombs to DeAndre Hopkins where he just completely obliterates the defense. He's going to make the plays because before Kenny Stills went out, he was their main deep threat. Kenny Stills is getting a lot of looks deep. And now Will Fuller's getting them. He dropped three of them, but he's getting them. We're not really see- seeing DeAndre Hopkins get those deep balls. And we always say yards per attempt for a quarterback is a good indicator of what the quarterback's doing. Goes both ways. And if the wide receiver, if DeAndre Hopkins has to depend on Yak to get into the end zone, it's not what we want from the man. Yeah, I agree. It's tough right now, but... I'm sticking it out with Nuke.
0: Since, since Jason, I'm going to skip you on this one just for right now, Michael, because I I got another first round pick. That's been just, I think the injury is really hurting him. Alvin Kamara. Uh, he does not look the same as he did. He's clearly injured last week. The saints, uh, force fed Latavius Murray because of that injury. And the last three weeks, he has not looked the same ever since injuring that ankle. 10.4 against Dallas, uh, 13.9 against Tampa Bay, who is, it's Tampa Bay. And then Jacksonville, who got completely destroyed by Leonard Fournette. And you saw Latavius Murray destroy them when he was in. Um, 10.10, not looking good. I wouldn't be surprised if he sits out against Chicago next week or against Arizona the next week. They need a buy, and their buy is not coming up for a while now. I'm just down on him right now because I think, not
1: because of the player, I just think he's hurt. Quick, uh, you said the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars got destroyed by Leonard Fournette. You did not mean Leonard Fournette.
0: Oh, but no, I didn't. <laughs> um,
1: the Jaguars, just generally this season, have not been great against their running game. Yeah,
0: Derrick Henry had a big game against them and right. uh, a bunch of guys. Yeah, They did not get destroyed by Leonard Fournette. Yeah. That, would, yeah. that wouldn't have been hard. In my practice, s-
1: they did probably. My stock falling is this was just a very strange event here, in my opinion. Still led the running backs in... Uh, snap count Damien Williams one rush and one reception total the entire game the reception was a touchdown which saved his fantasy day from being an absolute dud but we thought this was going to be Damien Williams backfield don't speak he for led, yourself he led me and Jason he led the uh he led the backfield in in snap count but LaShawn McCoy had eight rushes Daryl Williams had a 50 yard reception this backfield is looking like it's going to be a, a pretty big mess going forward Jason was all over Damian Williams before LaShawn McCoy got there, um,
0: which is was definitely a good point. But I told you guys that I didn't believe that LaShawn McCoy was was sat last week because he's not going to get the touches. And he got 10 touches.
1: Yeah, I was telling Johnny about it. The, that injury could not have come at a worse time for Damian Williams. Yeah. Like, he had a chance to establish himself as the running back. And then they acquire LaShawn McCoy, and he gets hurt. Just awful timing. And... I mean, it just hasn't looked good for the Chiefs either. Like, what's their plan right now? They Garrett got a, Williams got burned.
0: They got a lot of injuries on the offensive line too. And that's something that's that you see is is having an effect. Pat Mahomes, he has a bum ankle. He's limping around all over the place. He doesn't look like the same guy.
1: I feel like also Andy Reid
0: isn't used to dealing with switching out running backs. This also not not for nothing, Andy Reid does have a history of being great in September and then his offensive's kind of slowing down after september like he he usually comes out and he that's true we had to deal with some alex smith mvp talks all the time <laughs> every year every year alex smith is this the year alex smith becomes the number one pig we all thought he could be um no it's not uh, andy reed has a has a history of being great in september and then kind of um taking it, kind of it going backwards a little bit in october so um that just put that out there Uh, Jason, I mean, Michael, who's your stock down?
1: This one could be quick because we already spoke about it too earlier. uh, Rams pass catchers. The Rams offense is not what it once was in years past. And it's just last week was one of the obviously the worst performance of Jared Goff's life. And it was just an absolute travesty for anyone who started anyone in that game. Robert Woods saved his day with an eight yard rush, rushing touchdown. He didn't even have a reception, he had two rushes for 16 yards. It was a joke. Cooper Cup did nothing. Brandon Cooks did nothing. Gerald Everett did nothing. Malcolm Brown hardly did anything. It was just an all-around terrible performance for all Rams. And Jared Goff continues to be super mediocre, and the Sean McVay offense does not have that shine that it had last season. So all Rams receivers are getting a downgrade. Jared Goff
0: has not been the same since he got completely manhandled and just penetrated. By Chicago, forcibly penetrated by Chicago.
1: Acres, it's a it's a rough description. What? It's a rough description. It's just forcibly a penetrated. Yeah. Is, it's strange. Oh, I I meant it like strange way
0: to say like it. penetrating the pocket. You're right. That was that's a little bit.
1: <laughs> it's a rough description. <laughs> yeah, that was that is a rough description.
0: <laughs> my my bad. Uh, Jason,
1: Awkward silence. silent
0: <laughs> because I was confused. Like they forcibly penetrated. Well, not him. Now, I, yeah, you're right. Uh, I could have worded that a little better. <laughs> Jason, you're up.
1: Uh, stock down. Sorry, my lovely brother. But Tyler Boyd, I don't see how you can't say stock is down. He has, if you don't count the 10.3 in week one, because I'm going to nitpick here a little, he has double-digit points in two of six games. And three of seven sounds just as bad. No, three of six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three right. or six doesn't sound as bad. You're right. Uh, the thing is, <laughs> and it's not his fault, it's the fact that Andy Dalton is not a very good quarterback, and this offense is despicable. Horrible. Just horrible. Uh, they played Pittsburgh uh, the last time he struggled. He didn't do too good against Buffalo. Played Baltimore last week, who's been getting lit up, but Marlon Humphreys obviously watched him.
0: It oh, In his one big game that, two weeks ago, that was on the strength of, like, 80 yards on one drive, too. Yeah,
1: 14 targets He in was shadowed by Marlon Humphrey, who has done this to basically everyone. No, I agree. And he's been useful in four out of the six weeks. In four out of the six weeks, he has 9.8 or more. So there's two ways to look at this, per usual, in fantasy. But his stock has to be a little bit down here. Uh, coming to the season, we thought he was a high upside wide receiver, too. It's seeming like he's more of a risky wide receiver, too. More like a wide receiver, three. Uh, Michael, yeah. another one that we already briefly spoke about, just because it's come up, Chargers running backs. Um, it looks like this is going to be a Melvin Gordon led backfield. Melvin Gordon has looked atrocious. Austin Eckler has looked better, but he's just not getting the burn anymore to be what he's supposed to be. What a shame. Yeah. So it's just it's not. If I'm Austin Eckler, dude, I'm
0: I'm running up into that into that GM's office or whoever and being like, "Yo, you're gonna do me like this." Like for real, you're gonna do me like this? I I want to trade now. For real, for real? Not nah, for real. I, I would be like I I, I want to trade now. Trade me, cause I, I I'm not taking this shit. I'm with you, bro. Yo, he he was he was ripping off five yards of carry. He was one of the he was one of the best running backs in the league, and now he's he's he has to sit behind a guy, who, has not even been good throughout his career besides last year. Yo, fuck out of here. That's not nah. I'm not playing that. I, I, I agree, I'm not dude. playing that if I'm also a nuclear. That'd be crazy. Especially when Knickler you're the Knickler.
1: running back, on the cheap deal. Right, and Like, if you're the running back on the cheap deal and you're playing better, what are you doing if you're the Chargers? And, you know, running backs have short
0: shelf lives. You have yeah. to make the most of it. If I'm Wilson Eckler, I'm trying to get paid somewhere right now. It's it's, 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 a, it's, it's, uh, it's honestly disgusting. Um, Another disgusting running back, James White, man. <sighs> he, he used to be the only guy in the Patriots' backfield you could trust. Now you could trust on him to do nothing. He is just a floor... And nothing else guy. Um, you cannot make this up. In the games that he's played this year, listen to these point totals. Ready? 10.7, 10. 10.4, 9.8, 10.2, 9. Crazy. He has finished between 9 and 10.7 every single game. He's basically a walking ease. A walking just like, here's 10 points. Do with it what you may.
1: Walking and, ease,
0: yeah. Just I, I don't know what I was going for. <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed off because I started James White and he's going against a Giants team who could not guard anyone out of the backfield coming uh, at, at the running back position. <laughs> Same thing with Washington. He, he played Miami and got 10.4, and his team put up 43 points. Now, would I be feeling this way if he came up an inch? If he had that extra inch on the callback touchdown, maybe not. But my stock is down on James White because he's just 10 points and nothing else. If you want to start him in your flex, go ahead. But his his floor and his ceiling is exactly the same so far this year. Fair enough. And that's not a guy that I want to play. Fair enough. Uh, Jason, who you got?
1: Uh, My last stock falling or down or whatever you'd like to call it. You know, I'm usually not a personal person when it comes to fantasy football. Like, you know, we talk about these guys like, oh, they suck. We don't like we want them to succeed in life. But this guy was a piece of shit in college. Um, People just act like he didn't do what he did. And then they act like he's a great running back when he's not. So I'm personally a little bit happy. I'm not going to lie that Joe Mixon is a piece of shit (laughs) on the field so far this year. You can't say his stock isn't down. It was hilarious to me. Eight rush attempts, 10 yards. Like, three people go, what is going on with Joe Mixon? There's something wrong with him. As if this hasn't been Joe Mixon, like, since he got into the league. He's one of those overhyped running back who just is very good. Like, he's decent, but he's not this game-changing running back. I mean, that's who Joe Mixon is. If you
0: are a listener of the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast, you did not draft Joe Mixon. Congratulations. Yeah, I don't know
1: him in any of my, like, Double-digit leagues. He has one game over 12 this year. This guy was a second-round pick. He was going to the back end of the first round sometimes. People loved him there. One game over 12. They were just ignoring the fact that their offense was disgusting. As if he was he's Saquon Barkley and could make up for that. Yeah, don't worry. It's Joe Mixon. Please. Like, what are you doing? And after 4.9 points from Baltimore, good luck trying to trade high or do whatever your plan is with him. Because Joe Mixon literally is a definition of stock down. Yeah, Michael, you're done with your guys. Yeah, right? I'm
0: done. My last guy, Zach Ertz. Now, I'm not saying it's to sell Zach Ertz. I'm not saying that Zach Ertz is not still a tight end one, but the dude is not the same guy, the target machine that he was last year. Now, he does have a couple games where he has over. He has one game where he had 16 targets, but besides that, um, the target numbers are not there. You see Dallas Goddard getting into the mix. Uh, you see that running game getting into the mix a little bit more. Um, And he's just not going to be the same target machine that he once was. So if you drafted Zach Ertz, you draft him in the third round this year, and you're extremely disappointed because he was supposed to be your guy, and he absolutely is not that guy right now. I was fading
1: him. Uh, It'll help when Deshaun Jackson's back. might seem counterintuitive because that's a guy who's going to take targets. But also, it's going to open up the middle of the field for Zach Ertz, and that offense is hurting right now. It's not looking great. You know who has the longest catch? For the Eagles, every week this season, Nelson. besides week one. Nelson Aguilar? Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Wow. Hmm. The he would, running back. I was
0: thinking about having him in my stock up section. Cause Miles because Miles Sanders is getting a lot of targets. Yeah, he's catching he long
1: balls. They desperately need Deshaun. Jackson. He has four receptions over 30 yards. For you can't have your running back hold that stat. That's true. Come on. Deshaun Jackson would have been broken there, Especially if you're going to act like your quarterback is an MVP candidate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all for us today on the Monday
0: episode. Shout out to ThriveFantasy.com. Shout out to ThriveFantasy. You could get in a
1: Monday night game. You got like 15 minutes to jump in there. What are you talking about? Ooh, <laughs> too late now, though. For YouTube. Talking to you guys, I got I, it. I, I got a lineup in. Yeah. Oh, so, I don't uh, got a
0: lineup in yet. I might have to do that right oh, now. You're a piece of shit. Oh, th- yep, I am. Carry uh, on, Johnson. Over. That's all. Over everything because I need him to score 30, <laughs> 30 points to win. So play with your heart, Smart. Play with my heart. <laughs> play with my heart. That's <laughs> how uh, people work. <laughs> if you say it, it will happen. Tomorrow we have an extra episode for all the patrons. That is our waiver wire episode. Last week it was just me. This week it's gonna be all three of us. Hey, hey, uh, hey!
1: New wrinkle oh. to this. Sorry, you're, you're keep talking about Patreon. It's a good thing. Yeah, well, we can what can go? I don't want to. Di- I should have disrupted something else. New new wrinkle on Monday nights since we record like right before the game. Who's winning? This uh, is what you. D- I'm interested. I like the lines. It's a good game. I like the lines coming off the bye, going I into agree. Lambeau and winning the game. I agree. I think the lines. I think the lines dominate actually. I don't think I they think dominate. The li- I think the Lions make a statement. I'm rolling
0: Packers at home. Um, anyway, before Jason rudely interrupted me, gosh. People are thinking um, it. Brodo.com <laughs> slash... I'm sorry. Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Get in there for what? as little as $3. You can get in our community. You can get into the extra episode. And for a little bit more than that, you can DM us. We'll give you private uh, advice so the rest of your league can't see it. Uh, we sent some videos out to some people. Um, we have... The ability to join up and play in a league with us, and even though the leagues are done this year, hey, next year if you join and you're in that ten dollar tier and you and you are in that ten dollar tier when we're drafting, you're in a league with us and not just like with
1: Brodo people, like with us. Uh, ten, you're with everyone.
0: Oh, a chance with us. Chance twenty. Twenty, you're, you're definitely with us. with us. All right, yes. yeah, but as for as little as three though, you at least get the episode. Listen, so we'll become patron a patron away
1: from fifty. So
0: yeah. Come, come, give us fifty guys. Because
1: even better with this, uh, the dis- Discord, you can hop in there. A lot of times, when we're not in there, everyone is helping each other out.
0: Yeah, it's great, and yeah. they all listen to Brodo, so they all they're all <laughs> educated. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for those who do support already, and those who just listen. Just listening is a support. L- Another thing, if you're just not doing anything, and listening to this right now, if you could, if you could, please go to iTunes and rate us and leave a comment. Because yeah. little did we know, I learned this recently. That it doesn't matter how many plays you get that puts you on that list of top sports podcasts or whatever. It's how many comments and how many ratings you get. So if you can get us on that top sports podcast, we'd appreciate it, you guys. Let us
1: know if you want us to have our special guest on more often. (laughs) (laughs) It was great being here, guys. Yeah, Yeah, it was. You're a lot of fun.
0: Uh, Shout out to everyone who supports. I I was thinking about um, thinking about calling them the the Bobs, our fans.
1: The Brodo, what is it? The Brodo Bros. Broto Bros, Broto Bros, the Bobs,
0: Broto Bo Bros, that's awful.
1: Bro-to-bos. No, I, I like it. We can come up with something better. Yeah. Eh. Well, <laughs> later, sports fans. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, <laughs> sports fans. Bye bye.